0: The Dutch Twins, Chapter Three Mother's Day. Yesterday was a very long day, said Frau Wieder on the morning after market day. You were gone such a long time. Kat gave her mother a great hug. We'll stay with you all day today, mother, she said. Won't we, Kit? Yes, said Kit, and he hugged her too. And we'll help you just as much as we helped Father yesterday, won't we, Kit? More, said Kit. I shouldn't wonder, said Father. I shall be glad of help, said Ralph Veter, because Grandma is coming, and I want everything to be very clean and tidy when she comes. I'm going first to the pasture to milk the cow. You can go with me and keep the flies away. That will be a great help. Brow Vedder put a yoke across her shoulders, with hooks hanging from each end of it. Then she hung a large pail on one of the hooks, and a brass milk can on the other. She gave Cat a little pail to carry, and Kit took some switches from the willow tree in the yard, with which to drive away the flies. Then they all three started down the road to the pasture. Pretty soon they came to a little bridge over the canal, which they had to cross. "'Oh, dear,' said Cat, looking down at the water. "'I'm scared. "'You see, there was no railing at all to take hold of, "'and the bridge was quite narrow.' "'Ho, oh, fraidy Cat,' said Kit. "'I'll go first and show you how.' "'And I'll walk behind you,' said Beater. "'Cat walked very slowly and held on hard to her belt, "'and so she got over the bridge safely.' When I'm four feet and a half high, I'm going to jump over the canal on a jumping pole," said Kit. Oh, how brave you are, said Kat. I should be scared, and besides, I'm afraid I should drop my shoes in the water. Well, of course, said Kit, boys can do a great many things that girls can't do. When they reached the pasture, there was Mivral Hoisting waiting for them. Mivral Hoisting was the cow's name. Kitten and Cat named her. Frau Veter tucked up her skirts, and that was quite a task, for she wore a great many of them, and sat down on a little stool. Kit and Cat stood beside her and waved their willow wands and said Shoo to the flies, and Frau Viter began to milk. Me, Vrouw Holstein, had eaten so much of the green meadow grass that Frau Veeder filled both the big pail and the brass can, and the little pail, too, with rich milk. "'I shall have enough have milk enough to make butter and cheese,' said Frau Veeder. "'There are no cows like our Dutch cows in all the world, I believe.' "'Oh, mother, are you going to churn today?' asked Kat. "'Yes,' said the Vrouw. I have cream enough to at home to make a good row of butter, and you may help me if you will. Be very careful and work steadily. I will be very steady, said Cat. I'm big enough now to learn all Dutch girls must know how to make good butter and cheese, said Frau Veder and boys can drink them buttermilk,' said Kit. I'll drink some too, said Cat. There'll be plenty for both, said their mother. When she had finished milking, Veter shook out her skirts, put the yoke across her shoulders again, and lifted the large pail of milk. She hung it on one of the hook, and the brass milk can on the other. Cat took the small pail, and they started back home. The milk was quite heavy, so they walked slowly. They had crossed the bridge, and were just turning down the road, when what should they see? but their old goose and gander walking along the road, followed by six little gooselings. "'Oh, mother, mother!' screamed Cat. "'There is the old goose that we haven't seen for so long. "'She has stolen her nest and hatched out six little geese all her own. "'They are taking them to the canal to swim.' "'Quick, Kit, quick!' said Rauveter. "'Don't let them go into the canal. We must drive them home.' Kit ran boldly forward in front of them, and Cat ran too. She spilled some of the milk, but she was in such a hurry that she never knew it until afterwards, when she found some in her wooden shoes. Kuss, said the old goose, and she ran straight for the twins, with her mouth open and her wings spread. The old gander ran at them too. I can't begin to tell you how scared Cat was then. She stood right still and screamed. Kit was scared too, but he stood by a cat like a brave boy and shook his willow switches at the geese and shouted, shoo, shoo, just as he did at the flies. Brow Veter set her pails down in the road and came up behind, flapping her apron. Then the old goose and the gander and all the little gooselings started slowly along the road for home, saying crosswords and goose talk all the way. Father Vider was working in the garden when the procession came down the road. First came the geese, looking very indignant, and the gooselings. Then came Kit with the leaves all whipped off his willow switches. Then came Cat with her pail, and last of all, Vral Vedder and the milk. When the new family of geese had been taken care of, and the fresh milk had been put away to cool, Vral Vedder got out her churn and scalded it well. Then she put in her cream and put the cover down over the handle of the dasher. "Now Kit and Cat, you may take turns," she said, "and see which one of you can bring the butter. But be sure you work the dasher very evenly or the butter will not be good." Me first said Cat, and she began. Kit sat on a little stool and watched for the butter. Cat worked the dasher up and down, up and down. The cream splashed and splashed inside the churn, and a little white ring of spatters came up around the dasher. Cat worked until her arms ached. Now it's my turn, said Kit. Then he poked the dasher, and the cream splashed and splashed for quite a long time, but still the butter did not come. Ho, said Cat. "'You're nothing but a boy. "'Of course you don't know how to churn. "'Let me try.' "'And she took her turn. "'Dash, splash, splash, dash. "'She worked away. "'And very soon, around the dasher, "'there was a ring of little specks of butter. "'Come, butter, come! "'Come, butter, come! "'Some for a honey cake and some for a bun!' "'She sang in time to the dasher, "'and truly, when Frau Veter opened the churn, "'there was a large cake of yellow butter. Frau Veeder took out the butter and worked it into a nice roll. Then she gave each of the twins a cup of buttermilk to drink. While the tw- twins drank the buttermilk, their mother washed the churn and put it away. When she was all through, it was still quite early in the morning because they had gotten up with the sun. Now we must clean the house, she said. So she got out her scrubbing brushes and mops and pails and dusters and began. First she shook out the pillows and, of the best bed that nobody ever slept in and pushed back the curtains so that the embroidered coverlet could be seen. Then she put the other beds in order and drew the curtains in front of them. She dusted the linen press and left it open just a little so that her beautiful rolls of white linen tied with ribbons would show. Kat dusted the chairs and Kit carried the big brass jugs outside the kitchen door to be polished. Then they all, three, rubbed and scoured and polished them until they shone like the sun. Now it is time to cook the dinner, said Frau Veter. We will have pork and potatoes and some cabbage. Kit, run to the garden and bring a cabbage. And, Cat, you may get the fire ready to cook it when Kit brings it in. Cat went to the stove, but it was such a funny stove. It wasn't a stove at all, really. There was a sort of table. Built up against the chimney, it was all covered with pretty blue tiles, with pictures of boats on them. Over this table, there was a shelf, like a mantel shelf. There were plates on it, and from the bottom of the shelf hung some chains with hooks on them. The coals were right out on the little table. Cat took the bellows and puff, 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 made the coals burn brighter. She peeked in the kettle to see that there was water in it. Then she put some more charcoal on the fire. Kit brought in the cabbage, and Frau Viter cut it up and put it into the pot of water hanging over the fire. She put the pork and potatoes in, too. In a little while, the pot was bubbling away merrily, and Father Wieder, who was in the garden, sniffed the air and said, I know what we are going to have for dinner. While the pot boiled, Frau Veter scrubbed the floor and wiped the window. Then she took her brooms and scrubbing brush outside. She scrubbed the door and the outside of the house. She, she scrubbed the little pig with soap. The little pig squealed because she got some soap in its eyes. She scrubbed the steps and even the trunk of the poplar tree in the yard. She scrubbed everything inside except Father Veter and the twins. By and by, she came to the door and called, Come to dinner. Only be sure to leave your wooden shoes outside when you come into my clean kitchen. And as it was Saturday, the shoes were scrubbed, too, that night. When the dinner was clear, cleared away, Frau Vralveder said to the twins, It is almost time for Grandmother to come. Let's walk out to meet her. They walked clear to the edge of the town before they saw her coming. They walked on top of the dike so they could look right down into the street and see all the houses in a row. Grandmother was coming up the street with a basket on her arm. What do you think is in that basket, Frau Vralveder asked the twins. Honey cake said, "Kit and Cat said candy," and Kit and Cat were both right. There was a large honey cake and Anna's candies, and some currant buns. And besides, grandmother let them peep in and see. They were very polite and did not ask for any. But Frau was proud of the twins' good manners. Grandmother said. This afternoon, when we have tea, you shall have some. I'm glad I ate such a lot of dinner," said Kit to Cat, as they walked alone, or else I'd just have to have a bun this minute. Yes, said Cat, it's much easier to be polite when you aren't hungry. When they got home, Kit and Cat took their grandmother to see the new gooselings, and to see the ducklings, too. And Frau Viter showed her the butter that Kit and Cat had helped to churn, and Grandmother said, My, my! What helpers they are getting to be! Then she said how clean the house is, and then how the brasses shine. Yes, said Vrouwbeeter. The twins helped me make everything clean and tidy to show to you. I guess it's time for honey cakes, said grandmother. Then Vrouwbeeter stirred up the fire again and boiled the kettle and made tea. She took down her best china cups and put them out on the round table. Then Grandmother opened her basket and took out the honey cake and buns and the candy, and Veter brought out her fresh butter. I can't stay plight and much longer, said Kit to Cat. Grandmother gave them each a thin slice of honey cake and a bun, and Vedder spread some of the butter on the buns, and oh, how good they were. Some for a honey cake and some for a bun, sang Cat. It didn't take the twins long to finish them. When they had drunk their tea, gran- Grandmother brought out her knitting, and Mother Vedder began to spin. How many rolls of linen have you left for Kat when she marries? Grandmother asked. I try to make at least one roll each year, so she has four now, and I wor- am working on the fifth one, said Vedder. She shall be as well-to-do as any farmer's daughter near here when she marries." See, this is the last one, and Browbeater took from the press a roll of beautiful white linen tied with blue ribbons. Is that for me, mother?" asked Cat. Yes, said Browbeater. When you marry, we shall have a fine press full of linen for you. Isn't Kit going to have some too, asked Kat. Grandmother laughed. The mother of the little girl who will some day marry Kit is working now on her linen, no doubt, so Kit won't need any of yours. The twins looked very solemn and went out into the yard they sat down on the bench by the kitchen door together then cat said kit do you suppose we've got to be married it looks like it said kit things seemed very dark indeed to the twins well said cat i just tell you i'm not going to do it i'm going to stay at home with mother and father and you and the ducks and everything what will they do with the linen then said kit i guess you'll have to be married Cat began to cry. I'll just go and ask Mother, she said. I'll go with you, said Kit. I don't want to any more than you do. So the twins got down from the bench and went into the kitchen where grandmother and Frau veder were. Their mother was spinning flax to make linen thread. Mother, said the twins, will you please excuse us from being married? Oh my, said Frau Veter. She seemed surprised. "'We don't want to at all,' said Cat. "'We'd rather stay with you. "'You shan't be married until after you are four feet and a half high "'and are called Christopher and Katrina anyway,' said Frau Vralveder. "'I promise you that.' "'The twins were much relieved. "'They went out and fed their ducklings. "'They felt so much better that they gave them an extra handful of grain.' And they carried a bun to Father Vedder, who was hoeing in the farthest corner of the garden. He ate it, leaning on his hoe. When they went back to the house, it was late in the afternoon. Grandmother was rolling up her knitting. I must go home to Grandfather, she said. He'll be wanting his supper. The twins walked down the road as far as the first bridge with Grandmother there she kissed them goodbye and sent them home when their mother put them to bed that night Kat said has this been a short day mother oh very short said brown because you helped me so much then she kissed them good night and went out to feed the pigs and shut up the chickens for the night when she was gone kit said i don't see how they got along before we came we helped so much no said Kat. i don't think But what she didn't think, no one will ever know because just then she popped off to sleep.